This is the Tone Control Show, episode 00001. Itty bitty knobs. Itty bitty. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Sounds good. All right. Well, I okay. So we were we were in the middle of talking about how we we should we say like what this is? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So so we, right. We got to have like a um. This is tone control, or this is the tone control. Maybe we alternate the yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can edit in the the after. Oh yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> okay. Um only people who hear this like the first very episode. first episode will get the joke. Yeah. <laughs> very good. I like it. Um okay. All right. Well, all right. How, how, <laughs> we haven't uh, we haven't picked We've a never theme done song. This before. We've never done this before. They say expect I don't know 3 or 4 total garbage that you just throw horrible horrible episode <laughs> throw right away and no don't let anybody hear before yeah. you get anything worthwhile but so. see this is good news so if any or it's not good news but it's it's news <laughs> and it's valid news and <laughs> so i guess okay you want to go are for you it? saying you don't want to waste the news topics that you picked on our shit episodes yeah but that's the thing they're <laughs> they're news so it's like in in three weeks when we do, do the them. next one these aren't going to be everyone's gonna be like yeah so i knew that <laughs> that's right i didn't hear it on your show right okay <laughs> all right well i read on ultimate guitar that foo fighters have a new album next year um and according to this um we can follow this link here according yep. to this headline which is really confusing i think they Butch announced Vig, their producer new producer new album producer even though it's still butch fig which i don't really get okay and so yeah the, it's just a confusing headline <laughs> that's all Foo Fighters I, I can't announced save that new with punctuation album. yeah foo fighters announced new album producer but it's the same guy who produced their previous record wasting light yeah so, which i thought was awesome yeah um but it's like sometime next year which is great because everybody was like not really sure what was happening with foo fighters okay. after wasting light happened did they I don't know if you've been following that i haven't did they take a vacation yeah they were like we'll see <laughs> you know i thought that was a pretty big album i loved it is my and head in the my, sand no what is the sales numbers for i don't Wasting know Light? with the ultimate crime i think is that my favorite song on that record wasn't even on the standard release it was a bonus track on like the deluxe edition or something oh which was uh what's the name of that song better off oh see i don't have that oh it's good how do do i how do i i thought i had all the i thought i had like the bonus version or the extended version you should get it apparently i should get this other song so i see here uh forging uh, edit (laughs) (laughs) uh wasting light debuts at number one yeah, it says dropped in April 2011 on RCA, scoring number one on the two Billboard 200 with 235,000 units sold in the first week. And that was their first number one album. No kidding. That's what it. So that's what I see on 
MTV.com, Foo Fighters claim first number one album with Wasting Light. So that makes it their biggest album. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So does it say anything about how they're going to be producing it? Did they like the way they did the last one? Because that, that was kind of a gimmick, right? I don't know if it was a gimmick. I think it was just Dave Grohl being how he wanted to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't imagine he would go back to another way. Any any like documentary stuff or like behind the scenes stuff I saw about that album, they were all like, this is it. This is how you make records. Right. Well, in my okay. garage. <laughs> yeah. But in his house, now I saw the little behind the scenes about Wasting Light, and he had his API console in there. And he was very proud of it, and he'd set it up and was talking about it. And I remember at, at AES the last time I was there, you were there, um, yes. at the API booth, they were talking about how Dave Grohl had just bought one of these consoles. Huh, okay. Um, yeah. So I'm pretty sure that's the console that they did Wasting Light on because they tracked it there. And then when they tried to take it to mix, he kept saying that it started to sound less and less like his garage. And so eventually they just got the mixers to come back to his place and mix it there on his API. Right, right, right. But now yeah, I... Sound City happened. That's true. So now he has a studio with the Sound City board, the big ass Oh, he Neve. took it. I haven't he, seen it yet, he, so... Oh, you haven't seen Sound City? Not yet. I know, I know. News item. I'm getting a 3x5 card. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he, he has the console for Sound City. That's how he made the Sound City album. He bought that console, and then he had all these people come and do songs with him and made hmm. th- that album. It's still on my to-do. Yeah. Well, I haven't listened to it either. I just watched the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but you can see like what what he did with it. So, so Right. If they do it at his house, it's still going to be different. It's not going to be on the API console. Although, you know, one one great console next to another great console, whatever. Right. <laughs> so Butch Vig, with this album, yep. says there's some killer new songs, according to the Twitters. Good. So, yeah, I'm. I thought Wasting Light was wicked, and I can't really wait to hear this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, uh, um, well, we'll get to a thing later about about uh loudness wars but it was a right. it was a very loud album um <laughs> i like the sound of it and and i have been using it sometimes depending on the music as a mix reference um oh yeah but i'm not using it as a level reference i'm i'm doing my masters at a lower level than that generally it's almost down to like six dr6 which is to say six decibels of dynamic range mm-hmm which is pretty low. Um, the only people that beat that are like Metallica on that dumb Magnetic album. Oh, and, Death Magnetic, yeah. Yeah, and like Justin <laughs> Bieber, who is nice. unbelievably squashed. <laughs> okay, but that's that's a different thing entirely. So, TC Electronic announces Polytune 2. Right. I use a Polytune 1. I do you as do well. As well, still, right? Yes. Yeah. So the we ran into a little thing with it, but other than that, it's fine. I really like it. I like it a lot more than the TU two from Boss, right? Uh, for a number of reasons. But now, and then a little while ago, they came out with the Polytune Mini or Mini Polytune or whatever they call it, mm-hmm. uh, which is like much much smaller. Um, right. And basically, it seems to have the same, same feature set. Yeah. Yeah. Same polyphonic tuning, which is. The cool part, you know, you strum all your strings and it'll mm-hmm. display all six. Right. Um, so Polytune 2 is basically an updated Polytune 1. So I don't know if, does that mean we're going to get an updated Polytune Mini 2 later? 
Who um, knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. I don't see why not. Well, okay. So, what is different? Not much. Apparently, the strobe tuner is now much more accurate, uh, and it does drop D with capo, which it didn't do before. It used to do capo or drop, or drop D. D. Yeah, and I remember there's a few different capo levels too. You could cycle through. I, th- I think up to seventh fret. Fifth? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. But otherwise, it's all the regular stuff. True bypass, DC output for other pedals, like, you know. It says okay. the screen is bigger and brighter. It's it's definitely brighter. It doesn't look too much bigger to me because it's, they're trying to keep these pedals within that size, that TC size. Is this So this is the picture I'm seeing here. It looks like we've got a little bulge out above the guitar jacks, the cable jacks. Yeah, they've always had that. Really? Okay, then yes. I'm blind. Um, so I don't know, I guess the screen is a little bit bigger and it says it has a, uh, what's it say here? New, bigger and brighter led display with ambient light sensor. So it's going right, to, which ours have also, it's just <sighs> now this new one is faster and brighter and whatever. Okay. All right. So, it's, so is it worth upgrading? It's an iPhone so. 4S. Right. So if you right? have a TU2, get this, but if you have a Polytune one, why yeah. don't bother? Now so. I felt like. I was upgrading to this. Well, they, they cost the same to, as a TO2, right? Actually, I mean, the Polytune's cheaper. The Polytune's cheaper. Okay. So I yeah, felt like, like 10 I or 15 was, bucks. Okay. Yeah. Cause this is like $99 or something, right? Something like that. Yeah. It's a hundred bucks. Let's not, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> audience. I am not on team 99. I do not. I don't mean to say that I'm not part of the 99%. I mean to say <laughs> that, I do not. It's a hundred dollars. Yeah. When <laughs> I see prices like that, my heart sinks. And then I refer to it by what it actually costs, which is a hundred fucking dollars. Are we cursing on this podcast? I, if it's appropriate, like it just was. Yes. So hundred fucking dollars. <laughs> well, cause yeah, it works when you're buying it. You're like, Oh, it's only $99. Then you look at your credit card bill. You're like, I owe a hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. it's, it's not a two way street, <laughs> <laughs> man. They took almost a hundred dollars out of my credit account to buy this yeah. $99 pedal. What so a bunch of jerks, <laughs> what a bunch of assholes. Okay. <laughs> what I felt like I was buying was mainly true bypass. And then yes. I was getting the benefit of this poly tune, which is to say, I don't know if you said that already. You strum the strings in a in an open you op- strum strum your strings open strum your strings open strum your strings open and <laughs> it it reads all the notes and tells you which ones are sharp and flat you know listening to the whole guitar right and i think the polytune accuracy isn't as tight as the single note it sure feels just that like, way to me it's just like the you're you're on stage you know maybe you overbent that note maybe you're out of tune give it a quick strum and take a look. Well, you're in the middle of a song, even. The bridge happened, and you're, right, okay, you're, yeah. your buddy Derek is busy covering the guitar part, <laughs> and you're in the corner looking like an asshole because your guitar might be out of tune. So you hit this, you're muted, you strum real quick, you see, am I out of tune? Is the G string out or is it not? You, right. you and put then your you G string back in. <laughs> Pause for effect. And... And then you you unmute, you're good. Um, I've never, ever actually done that in practice. In, in, I, I mean, in use, in real use. Right, right. So, and here's the other thing. On my Strat with tremolo springs, it does a terrible job. 
Because Does it? They're vibrating a little, mm-hmm. not much. It's not like you can hear it or anything, but it's picking up stuff. Because it's listening to harmonics. I mean, it's picking these out by yeah. the different harmonics. It has to be. So right, and it works great on my tellies and my um, my Les Paul. But like anything with a with springs in the back, uh-huh. it's just like it gives it. It's just a little harder. I see. I don't have any guitars well. with with springs in them. Um, and and I'm, also, when when you're like. I don't know when you're tuning guitars as much as you and I are, you don't, you know, it's not, not, not that much, much more time to tune all six strings yeah. quickly than it is to just look at, you know, anyway, I, I think so, I used it for a while and I kind of quit using it in polytune mode because it actually, I felt like it took me more time to get it dead nuts on. Right. Um, then right. if I just, I know what I'm doing, I get the strings in, I know my instrument, you know, I think, mm-hmm. uh, maybe if I was picking up a different instrument every day, that I wasn't familiar with, you know how it is. Like you, once you tune a guitar for a year and it's your guitar, right? You, you know how it sits. You know how it sits. You know if I pick up my Les Paul, it doesn't. The, the machines don't turn the same way. It takes me longer to tune that one, and it's not because the guitar doesn't stay in tune as well. It's because I don't know it as well. Right. It's probably got different uh, gear ratio yep. and like different gauge strings. All this other crap. The, the th- neck thickness. I mean, everything is right. going to change. Everything's the way. different. Yeah. So. So. Anyway. The, what we're saying is, we <laughs> the, we think the polytune feature is basically a gimmick and it's dumb and we don't ever use it, but we love this pedal and it's still our tuner of choice um, because it's I think it works really well and it's in and it's in true bypass and that's the way we wanted to run our pedal boards and I feel like the Boss pedals are a little noisy and funny. Boss pedals are. They are what they are, and like they've lasted this long because they're tough as hell, and they sound all right. I've noticed another feature: 3M Velcro for pedal board attachment. I think mine came with Velcro. Like, did yours? All my CC pedals so. came with Velcro. Really? My my Polytune. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. Only the Polytune came with Velcro. I'm thinking of something else. I. But it came with these like little. Had to have been like only the width of the pedal, and it had like little cutouts for where the feet are, the little oh, rubber feet that, that yes. never do anything. Yes. And then those things they peeled off the pedal and stuck <laughs> to my board. <laughs> okay, I think I, I was actually like, right, did have those. I'm done. So okay, yeah. so we find that this thing has no different features than the Polytune One. Um, it's just supposed to be better. It's better at everything that it does. Okay. It's a little better at everything it does. <laughs> so, dear TC, uh, send us one, and we'll put it head-to-head with the Polytune 1. And I'll tell you if it's faster, and I'll tell you if it's brighter, and uh, that'll be our review. I'll do it. And if you give us cake, we'll even lie. Okay. So... So next, um, a lot of this news we're getting is from guitarnoise.com. Right on. N-O-I-Z-E.com, which I read regularly uh, just to see what's up. He's in the UK, which is kind of a, a cool thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so next, uh, they have a little report on two new pedals, updated pedals, rather, reloaded pedals from uh, Sir. Which Sir, kind of known, so that's how you say that. Sir. Yeah, known for making uh, like super strat style guitars uh, and has lately been getting into like uh, S style quote unquote and T style quote unquote Stratton Tellies. Um in uh, that whole relic vibe. And he's making okay. really cool hand wired amps. He works with the guys from um Custom Audio Electronics, mm-hmm. I think is that company. Okay. And they make pedals and they make some distortion pedals. And this is the Riot Distortion and the Sheba Drive. 
um, distortion and overdrive. So uh, I don't. I've never tried these. So these People are updated versions, right? They're updated. There was a Shiba drive and there was a Riot. Now it's Shiba drive reloaded, Riot mm-hmm, reloaded. Mm-hmm. Um, again, silly upgrades like translucent knobs, hmm. dazzling finish. Like okay, let's. It could be in a in a plain steel box, and it's not going to matter to me. Looks like new Coke, right? So, but they do sound cool. I mean, yep. If it sounds good, it is good. Right? So absolutely. If you're into Sarah, you might want to check those out. I don't know. Um, here's the thing. I didn't read too much about this. Uh, I thought you might be interested in. I don't know if you got this open. Um, Dual Drive OD Kit from uh, MI. Is that the name of that company? MI Audio? Me? 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 MI? Me? All right. So MI, I think, I guess MI Audio announced DIY Dual Drive OD Kit, which has uh-huh. uh, 10 knobs. <laughs> I see. Ten knobs, uh, two switches, two, two jacks. Two switches. And it looks um, like a wee little PCB. Mm-hmm. That doesn't look like very many components sitting there on the on the it table. It does not. So Three band EQ, gain volume, voicing uh, in the hands of the builder. Uh-huh. Okay, so this is going to be, you know, use this capacitor, this resistor, or swap them out for these others to get a little different voicing. Right, so uh, you, you can pick this up on eBay. Uh, I'm not really sure what, if they're voicing it after anything, if they're cloning it after anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I have yet to hear it, but there's like some cool internal trim pots according to this article. So yeah, you pick it up on eBay. Limited number available. Well, right now there's thing. zero available. <laughs> that's so, a really limited number. That's a very limited number. It is not available on eBay, although the MI Audio Direct eBay store is existent. Hmm. See, when I looked at this a few days ago, mm-hmm. there was some stuff. Not this, but there was some other stuff. Okay. So, so, by adjusting stages of gain and clipping options, or tailoring the low-end body and high-end presence via internal trimmers, your pedal will sound like no other. They must uh, include trimming resistors uh, to attach to the PCB, so you can go in there with a little wee screwdriver and swap a resistor value, which is probably going to change the bias, hmm. among cool. other things. Yeah. That's I a mean, cool I've feature. noticed like a lot of these companies are doing this whole like internal dip switch or internal trim pot for this yeah. and that, but like, and like both sounds that it offers are great, but like, I don't want to be opening my pedal up every other week to like swap back and forth. Right. So yeah, you kind of want that on the face. Um, I'll tell you what, why don't I, um, let's, since we're talking about this and internal dip switches, I want to talk about the Effectrode Blackbird. Which they, yeah, okay, yes. So, much sold out of. Definitely sold out of his, his, I think this is his second run that he's officially sold out of. Only like 100. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, these things have to be built. So, okay, so so back up, let's let's talk about Effectrode first. Okay. Company, I guess. So, Effectrode is, I believe, out of Oregon. Um, The serial number plate on my tube drive that's from Effectrode says they're from Oregon. Oh, really? Um, I thought he was UK. I think he might. I thought he was too. He might be UK expat. Um, ah, but Dude, well, you bought it from Pro Guitar Shop, right? They're in Oregon. Yeah, but they don't print the Effectrode logo plate, do they? That's a good point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I bought it through them, but I did not buy it from them, so to speak. Um, so I have a tube drive. Uh, he he basically this guy makes um extremely high-end all-tube effects pedals um and they are he has phasers flangers chorus reverb 
He has a um, a drive uh, a um, a booster pedal, which uses. A, I think a, he's making a fuzz soon, or has. Uh, yes, that's right. And that one, those use um, sub miniature tubes. Uh, most of these mm-hmm. are going to use the twelve AX seven or uh, AT seven. You know that 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 style preamp tube um, with the nine pin, uh, and you can swap them all. They're available right on the front, so you can get different voicings. <clears throat> Excuse me. By the way, tonight's brew is the uh, Great Lakes Brewing Company. Uh, I think it's like River on Fire or River Fire or something. It's pretty weird. <laughs> anyway, it's a pale ale. It's delicious, and it's making me burp a little bit. Well, yeah, I'm I'm dealing with mm-hmm. it. You should deal with it, too. You should deal with it. Have a brew. <laughs> uh, okay, so you can you can swap the tubes out and get different tonalities um it my my tube drive for instance uh, all, all these most of these pedals have three uh tri uh, dual triode tubes three 12ax7s that they come with um and the tube drive especially uses f- almost all six triodes in in a ca- in cascading gain stages so you can get really really complex distortion tones that are very amp like um, when you're talking about like the holy grail of distortions, you're thinking of big amps like Mesa and Soldano and Marshall, and they're getting their you're getting your distortion as a channel in the amp. And so this is the closest thing I've ever heard in a pedal version. So you can basically add a drive channel to your single channel tube amp and have it be pretty realistic. And I've been really happy with it. Um, it comes with 112 AT7 in the first position, and then AX7s in the other two. I went and swapped that right out for an AX7, so all three, to get a little more drive and um, a little more breakup out of it. And it's really quite good. It's The tube drive is very simple. There's three knobs. There's uh, gain. There's a tone knob, which is an active, I'm not going to say this right, but it's like bandaxel or something like that, um, tone control, which is to say it's not just like a tone control on your guitar. It... Um, it actively sweeps through a series of boosts or cuts, and they change frequency depending on where the knob is. So um, down near the bottom of the knob, uh, it ends up with a kind of a mid-scoop for a kind of like really, really serious metal sound. It ends up uh, creating a low-mid boost and a high boost, and it kind of scoops out the mids. And as you roll it up toward the center, it kind of evens out a little bit. There's a little bit of a mid-boost, and as you roll it up, it um, increases the peak and the frequency of that mid boost, I believe, a little higher. So you can. So it's all very usable. Each each spot on the right. dial is more usable. You get than kind of something more. That would be a regular tone knob. Yeah, you get more vintagey sounds near one side of it. It's not just uh, rolling off your high end by turning it down. You're you're actually sweeping and causing different curves to happen. And then there's an output switch. There's also a, a bass boost switch, which alters a number of things it completely changes what the tone knob does essentially those sweeps and cuts that you go through as you're rolling the tone knob change to a different set of sweeps and cuts with the bass boost on um, yeah, and it you, changes the relationship with everything right and you really got to play yeah. with it to, to get it but i end up um really liking it um however i am very jealous that what i don't what i have is not this new pedal the blackbird they're calling it the Blackbird Vacuum Tube Preamp. It's a you know two foot switch, nine knobs again with the three tube rail. Yep. It's you. It you have a channel switch cool. and a bypass <laughs> switch. Uh, yeah. So your channel switch is going to switch between 
between the clean and the drive channel. And each of those two channels has two modes. So the drive channel has a classic and a creamy. And I believe the clean channel is going to be like a genuine clean or kind of a pushed clean. Um, right. Which might be called like blues and crunch or something. It says here the clean channel is a replica of a classic blackface. Um, which probably sounds great. <laughs> uh, overdrive channel is a variation on the hot rodded four stage Dumble Soldano circuit. Uh, packs a huge degree of flexibility, ranging from warm and fat blues tones through classic rock distortion and savage metal tones and so on. Mm-hmm. So again, it sounds like like one channel of this might be your always on pedal, you know, and then you might kick on your gain stage. Right. I, I think I would probably never touch that bypass switch and I would probably be swapping between the clean and the drive. I would be using one of those clean settings as my clean, which is to say I, I never really clean up my amp completely. I always want it to be a little bit compressed, just adding a little yeah. sustain to my clean tone and then um, using a drive channel for something crunchy that I can put mutes and percussive sounds into. Um, so, so one thing that you, if you're like listening to this and thinking, I want to get an effect tread pedal, that's, that's the problem. So like the, (laughs) why doesn't Justin have one if he wants it so bad? (laughs) Shoot. (laughs) So, um, the thing is they're made in like really small batches, right? So I read on this guy's Facebook page that he like made the first or the first order of a hundred is sold out or something like that. And he's like going after some, maybe I'm thinking of another company, but. Wasn't he like ordering appropriate chicken head knobs for it from the that, era? That's from a new round of tube drives because the tube oh, drive okay. is still so desired that even though that's one that one's been out of production, he's been getting a lot of requests for it. So he decided to do I another see, run okay. of tube drives and he can't get the same knobs that he used before. <laughs> right, which are like Bakelite or something yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> he's going for authentic. These these pedals cost money. Um, for that's, the most, that's the other problem. Yeah. Between availability, if you even if the store, the shops have them, or if you can buy direct, yeah, they're a lot of money. I think this Blackbird's what four ninety nine, uh, five hundred bucks. I think it's big ones. <laughs> it's less than five hundred. I think it's like four thirty or four fifty. Uh, it's five hundred bucks. Is it? <laughs> is that what we're Let's doing see. now? <laughs> well, okay. So the tube vibe and the Delta trim are both four twenty nine. Oh um, wow! I think prices have gone up. Four sixty nine. So you're okay. Eek. So the Helios Tube Fuzz is only three oh nine. Vibrolux four thirty nine. Tube Drive four twenty nine. Yeah. So they're worth it's the money. That's the thing about these damn pedals. Um, they run oh, they're, on. They're built like tanks. They're right? built like tanks. They run on legit amplifier voltages these are not the sort of pedals that are giving 12 volts to the plate in the in the tube um, a lot of pedals do that and they're like they say oh i've got a tube in me i sound like tube distortion but they don't they're running in um, what circuit designers call starved plate mode um, which is to say they're under voltaging the tube so it will distort because it doesn't have enough voltage to really do it the way it's supposed to it doesn't have the headroom so it's sort of distorting uh, in the way that if you sag the battery on your fuzz pedal or something, um, right. under voltage of fuzz pedal, you get a different kind of distortion. So it, I'm not saying like it's a bad distortion. If it's the sound you want, go for it. These pedals run at real amp plate voltages, which is to say like 300 plus volts. Um, they use uh, some complicated circuitry. There's a 12 volt DC input into these, and they'll all come with their own wall wart power supply. He's... He's using 
I think 1.5 amps of power at 12 volts. So it's not like the 12 volt that's coming out of your voodoo pedal power supply. It is a serious amount of current because he's then converting that um, into a usable voltage at a much lower current inside the pedal. This Blackbird also has an amplifier, um, I forget what he's calling it. The, all right, so it's a transformer balanced output. He's got an isolated transformer in there that's changing the impedance um, and, and giving 6 dBU of gain, allowing direct connection to a mixing desk, PC, sound capture card, or power amplifier. So you can run direct into your recording interface with this. And I don't know if it's going to sound quite as good, but I know that he worked on this for a long time. I was following his blog while he was dialing in the circuitry to get the the curve to sound like it was coming out of a speaker. So trying to dial in that EQ filter for that balanced output so that you can use it as a direct recording um, interface, basically. So you're essentially using a tube preamp right into your sound card, which could be a cool feature for some bedroom playing. And oh, totally. The feature and that it sounds like half as good as it's projected to. Right. It still sounds you know, great. I mean, I use like the Line Six crap for that now if I want to play silently into headphones, and you know, it's okay. Um, but it, it does just, the job, but it doesn't. It's not nearly as satisfying though. Like, right. It's probably not as like saggy and like visceral. Right. <laughs> Whereas this is, you know, the real, all the real tube circuitry. And then it's kind of EQ filtering to make up for the fact that there isn't an amp and a speaker in the way, uh, loading it up. Exactly. And so hopefully that will sound pretty good. I think he has some sound clips here. I haven't listened in a while, so I can't tell you. And the feature that actually reminded me of this pedal, maybe we want to talk about it in the first place is he's got some dip switches in this thing. No kidding. No kidding. Um, and we were just talking about how we really don't want to open our pedals up and be throwing dip switches. So what this dip, dip switch mm-hmm. does is it changes. Okay, let me let me just preface this by saying, like, if all I did was bedroom playing, dip switches and internal trim pods wouldn't be an issue. <laughs> but, like, we're gigging and, like, recording here and there. And, like, you know, my boards are, my, my pedals are stuck to the board. Yeah. Like really stuck. I don't want to be not only peeling them off and ruining my Velcro all the time. But opening them all up, finding a little tiny screwdriver, remembering, because they're never labeled, what dip switch does what, which combination of dip switches does what, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the thing. Like I love what they do, and I love the idea, mm-hmm. but it's just better on paper. Yeah. Well, this is a little bit different. Um, I think he's done this He's done this well. He's found a good use for a dip switch that doesn't piss me off. Um, <laughs> the dip switch changes what the uh, channel switch and bypass switches do. So ah, with the dip switch in the open position, it's going to work like normal. You're going to swap between drive and clean, and your bypass is going to bypass the entire pedal. With the dip switch closed, it suddenly goes into the mode that I would use it in because I have a single channel amplifier. I would be using clean and dirty. I would never be turning this pedal off. I would essentially be using it as a buffer to power the rest of my cable run. Um, because the rest sure. of my pedals are true bypass. So, so with the dip switch closed, the bypass switch changes which modes the channels are in. Oh, the stacking order? Uh, it changes, like you said, uh, one. You know, there's classic and creamy oh, for one channel. Okay. It's gonna so that bypass switch now changes wi- whether you're in classic or, or creamy. So That's you can cool. on That's the fly use all four modes of the pedal rather than reaching down with your hand and flipping the switch on the back of the pedal to change between classic and cream. That's okay. Yeah. That's the way to do that. And I think so too. 
And yeah. okay. I wish I Good. had $460. Me too. To just throw it uh, another guitar pedal. Yeah. Okay. Well, so yikes. Blackbird right, vacuum so, tube preamp. Yeah, by Effectrode. Effectrode.com. Check that out. But um, give him your money. One more story, and then I got to tell you more about pedals. Um, okay. Fender, this is really quick. Fender's using 3D printing to prototype guitars, which is kind of oh, cool. Good. I mean, Fender's, I, yeah, <laughs> Fender started as, you know, like the uh, just all this like crazy innovation about like swapping out parts. You wore out the neck, you get a new one, you slap it on, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Yep. So they're just like, you know, living Leo's legacy, man, or whatever they're calling it. <laughs> <laughs> so they're using, they're like making strats and stuff that are completely hollow and they have like a really cool wow. tone or they're making uh tele bodies that are honeycomb patterned that are uh you know you can poke your finger right through it hmm. uh, so a lot less mass way less mass um and they're just using it to like kind of prototype new bodies new hardware that sort of stuff cool idea very cool nice to see 3d 3d printings being used in something that's not just like engineering yeah speeds up their process and they can maybe get to something that's um that's worth producing quicker and cheaper right yeah so anyway my thing about pedals i don't know if you saw this on facebook i bought a fuzz pedal i did so so we're going to start this conversation okay (laughs) so um i had been wanting the blackout effectors crystal dagger which is you know Uh, absurdly priced awesome sounding though so it's a fuzz with an octave switch on one side and the other switch on it is a phaser and ring mod which is a really interesting combo mm. but it sounds killer it's kind of like the phaser is more like a univibe but whatever mm-hmm. it, i remember so, it ended up sounding pretty synthy in certain settings yeah yeah neck pickup above the 12th fret sort of stuff yeah it would get very very um saturated and synthy warbly sounding right which is awesome but it's 275 bucks or something really cost prohibitive for mm-hmm. me and, and it's the sort of enters, sound that you don't put in every song, you know, you're spending that much money yeah. for something that, unless that's going to be your, your, your rig, sound. Yeah. yeah. Like that's rough. Right. And I don't use a fuzz as my primary drive. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. So here enters Dunlop, uh, with the fuzz face mini. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you put that little drop in for you. Yeah. <laughs> it took them this long to get the pedal, the size of a dinner plate. <laughs> It, which it was smaller make enclosure. no mistake it's got five components in there there's yeah, nothing bigger than a dime on. inside that pedal if you have a big if you have a big old school fuzz face open that sucker up there's nothing in it yeah <laughs> so they made the mini fuzz face and it's exactly the same mm-hmm. they make a few models there's like a hendrix model and then there's a germanium model and a silicon model and aircraft uh store around here got a germanium one and i went down to check it out thinking i was going to wait and get the silicon one but i tried it played it through they have the same app i do in the shop and stuff picked up a strat mm-hmm. checked it out and it's awesome it's just like the coolest like it's so small i, I should have brought it in here but it's, it's a design so that's smaller. stuck around too i mean they've been able, been able to make it small but this is a circuit design that has existed since Jimi hendrix because it's a usable musical sound right so that's the thing it is easily one of the most musical pedals i own it's like so harmonically rich and just like you you hit a note single notes are great it takes them and it just like they just blow up Mm. so like you hit a note and you can just kind of listen and it changes and it goes from this thing to this other thing and then back to the other thing (laughs) and then it, it just goes on this like crazy it's awesome so then chords sound great 
neck pickup, bridge pickup, whatever. Sounds awesome. Cleans up in the coolest way. So like you can roll your volume down and it's like immediately something radically different. So, you know, the fuzz face is only two knobs, fuzz and volume. And like the dynamic between those two is really wild. It's just, it's the best. And they brought it into the modern era by putting the input on the right (laughs) and giving it, wait, and giving it a power input and an LED. (laughs) Yeah. So no longer are you troubled by having to replace the battery in your fuzz face or replace the battery clip on your power supply or whatever. Wow. It's there's no reason for giant fuzz faces anymore unless you have like an old 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 fuzz face some vintage thing. There's and, no and reason you like for you like what to it's keep turned it. into because you know those old those old parts they will have drift. The values yes. of the capacitors and the resistors will start to drift even the ones that well back then they would find one that was good and in, in 30 years it's going to change. So maybe it changes into something great, maybe it doesn't. Right. So the thing about these ones is like, sure, they have much better quality control now mm. <clears throat> and much better just quality of product, period. Uh, it's it's not a problem for them to match germanium transistors, you know, yeah. but but they are mismatching them because that's how they were. Yes. So there's like slightly mismatched because that's what they're recreating <clears throat> from this like late 60s fuzz. And it sounds great. It's just like, it's like really thick, really saturated. It sounds like... It sounds like a fuzz face. I don't know. Everybody knows what a fuzz face sounds like, I guess. It sounds like a fuzz face if you don't know what it is. Um, it's It rules, yeah. and it sustains Shut the up. days. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think you are? Yeah, what is this? Amateur hour? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, if you're, if you're on the fence, and it's only 100 bucks, that's the thing. It, <laughs> Who needs to be in tune? <laughs> yeah. You're going to buy a tuner or a fuzz pedal. You choose. Yeah. So the regular fuzz face, like the replica big dinner plate red fuzz face is like 129. And it's still a replica. It's still a replica. And this little one is the same replica. It's more metal is what you're, that's extra $30. That's $30 worth of metal. (laughs) And not to mention that it's a completely unusable size. Like it is so big to have on your pedal board. It's just ridiculous. You could eat off of it. You could. Flip that sucker over? You shouldn't. <laughs> Your feet have been on that. Mm. Maybe we it's should a, have a like a hygiene segment. <laughs> da 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 da. <laughs> I'm not going to ruin that with a lot of talk. <laughs> the, guy, the guy killed that. <laughs> Mid '60s fuzz face, slightly mismatched germanium transistors, status LED, AC power, jack, battery door. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. That old fuzz face. Even if you do want to use a battery. You had to take off the whole bottom plate. Right. And now, now you can just like open the battery door. clip in there. So what's cool is like I have a Voodoo Lab pedal power too that has two sag ports on it. So mm-hmm. I can sag the voltage from like, I think nine volts down to, I think it's like four or five. So I'm mm. definitely interested in trying that out once I get it over to our practice space. Yeah, that makes it easy. And you can just right there with a little uh, set screw. It's a, it's a, no, it's like a little exterior trim pot. It's perfect. It's got a little teeny weeny knob on it. <laughs> what kind of knob? Teeny weeny. It's teeny weeny knob. Teeny weeny knob. It's it is little, teeny. Little little bitty knob. Teeny weeny. Anyway, so that's that's it, I guess. I mean, so now we've got a, a couple other things. The one thing I was going to mention to you before this show, like when we're talking about uh, the podcast period, uh-huh. was Joe Bonamassa. I don't know if you're familiar with him. I'm not. He's a blues guitarist. Uh-huh. Really awesome. Um, kind of blowing up amongst the like 
com- I don't know, guitar snobbery. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, community. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, he's starting a podcast with somebody who I can't remember who's less cool than Joe Bonamassa, I guess, but they're calling it the pickup. Uh, why didn't we think of that? <laughs> well, they've got it now. You would just, we should quit. I, <laughs> the pickup it's good it's really good and they got a great logo do they yeah is it better than ours yeah god damn it derek i'm sorry go to pickuppodcast.com all right all right hold on oh wait is that it nope never mind that is totally not it <laughs> you <laughs> you might want to go anyway because it's kind of hilarious Oh, goodness. All right, audience, check it out. Pickuppodcast.com. Uh, I'm just going to leave you with this. Presented by The Art of Charm. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's called... It's a radio show, actually. Oh. Which means it's going to be a podcast, but it's still a radio show. <laughs> it's going to be a podcast that somebody is going to put over a high wattage antenna. Right. Thepickupradio.com. Introducing a new radio show for guitar players and music lovers. Oh, it's shouting at me. Oh, weekly show. Those chumps. Ah! (laughs) It just did that to me. Oh my god. He's, he, it autoplays. Is this 1995? The video Mm. autoplays on, um... Well, anyway, that's, that's my piece on that. Well, I actually, no, you know what? I feel better, um, I don't think I have the greatest radio voice. I worked in radio. Actually, <laughs> hang on. Let me let me grab it. I think I should present myself again with this WPCR DJ of the Year award. I see that. So That's pretty good. <laughs> Derek's got a very nice plaque. It. It's um. I do. What's that frame? Presented Is that walnut? By, uh, just say uh, say it's walnut. Nope, it's Derek. Uh, say it's walnut. It's a uh, MDF. <laughs> this isn't helping. WPCR Executive Board, Spring two thousand eight. Anyway, yeah, this is this radio. I don't know. It's a podcast. Um, Who cares? I was just gonna say the the little bit of that guy's voice that he, I heard yelling at me uh, makes me feel a little better because he doesn't have a great radio voice either. He doesn't, but he is a slamming guitarist. Well, I guess that's something he's got on me. He's got it on everyone. <laughs> he's awesome. He's a great that's guitar great. player. Well, that's cool. And I mean, this is we're not we're not competitors with this guy. No. Is this episode even gonna make it to air? Well, I don't know, but the point is, the more no, we're we're going after a different thing. He's talking about like top five greatest strat players, oh, kind of stuff, yeah, and which I could care less about. I may as well go read Billboard magazine. I yeah, Buzzfeed. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we should take a step back and like time out for a second. Maybe okay. we should like. At the beginning, we didn't really talk about what the show is going to be about. Yeah, and, like, and and I started to realize we didn't and kind of like what our backgrounds are. Right, we didn't talk about ourselves at all. Um, this was maybe we do that now. You can put it back in, in the front. This was okay. Hold on. Um, I also was going to say we can save these talking points for next time. Um, especially some of this. Yeah, this nine inch nails thing is pretty timeless. The nine inch nails thing. I have some opinions about. We'll do a little tease. Nine inch nails is. Um, let me call it up. Nine Inch Nails is uh, releasing their new album in two versions. So one is going to be the Loudness War version, um, which is to say compressed and mastered at the sort of really hot level 
that a lot of pop records are coming out with now. Pop, I mean, you know, popular radio records are coming out. And another version that's that's uh, being called, I guess, the audiophile version, which is to say somebody who's really into audio, not a computer file of audio. With a PH. With yeah. a PH. Audiophile <laughs> with a PH. And so that's going to be the one that um, that is uh, different. It's, it's mastered with a much wider dynamic range, and he feels like he was able to uh, leave a lot more low end in it and stuff. And there's technical reasons why that's happened. I can talk about that, but I, I actually want to save that too, because I have some opinions and there's a guy on the web that I, um, many of us in the community really, uh, respect the opinion of that's Ian Shepard, who has a website, um, productionadvice.co.uk. He's a mastering engineer. He does, uh, really, really great tutoring and master classes in home mastering for people who are trying to get into it and want to be able to work on their own material. And it's really great stuff, even for people who have been doing it for a long time. Ian has responded to the fact that this happened, and we all wanted his opinion. We're all talking to him on Google+. And, um, so he's, he's going to do a, a good write-up about it. And so That hasn't happened yet? He hasn't written this up yet, so hopefully. Okay. So yeah, let's let's not give too much away, yeah. I guess, about about how you're feeling. But we'll we'll save that. <laughs> All right. So let's just say the next episode we'll do some more background and um, what this is supposed to be for, why we wanted to do this show in the first place, um, and then we'll um, we'll hit this nine inch nails thing and maybe this other thing here. Uh, then cool. and, and any other news that's popped up that we felt like talking about in the meantime. All right. So wait, hang on. You don't want to have any introduction of like us in this one <laughs> i think what i what i was trying to say before i think we've we've probably filled the material that we ought to we filled the time that we ought to take okay okay let's just sure. let's save it for next time because honestly two people are going to listen to this first episode anyway and i don't care yeah, that's true we're these are supposed right. to be throwaways we're supposed to be getting used to talking and getting used to um avoiding interrupting each other over uh the internet which is tough because mm-hmm. <laughs> of the delay so yes <laughs> um so one thing maybe we should do is just like say this is the tone control mm-hmm. like that sort of thing and like do we want an episode name i don't know i you said something earlier that i should have written down <laughs> oh no three by five card three by five um what did i say i don't remember it was like i don't know we could just call it itty bitty knobs <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> This is the Tone Control Podcast. Is the Tone Control Show? It's Tone Control Show. That's the website. This is the Tone Control Show, episode 00001. Itty bitty knobs. Itty bitty. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty good. (laughs) Yep, this is shitty. But hey, listen to it and go to Tone Control. No. The tone control. Yeah, tone, no, nope. Tonecontrolshow.com. Go to tonecontrolshow.com and I believe tonecontrolshow at gmail.com is our email address. Is it? Wait. Tonecontrolshow at gmail.com. Tonecontrolshow at gmail.com. Everything on the web is tone control show. Okay. But the show's called The Tone Control. Sure. That's what the logo says. The Tone Control <laughs> Show. A podcast dedicated to guitars, music, recording, and all things related. To tone. If it has a tone. (laughs) I don't like your tone. (laughs) Uh, Let's leave it there. Okay. (laughs) That's the name of the episode right there. (laughs) 